Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2385 with a release date of Friday, July 14th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The World Radio Sport Team Championship heads to the UK. Campers prepare for youth on the air camp in Canada and calling QRZ among a universe of UFOs. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2385 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Our top story takes us to the World Radio Sport Team Championship. This prestigious international competition wrapped up in Italy on July 9th, and the winners were announced, including the venue selected to host the competition in 2026. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us that report. The World Radio Sport Team Championship, a high-profile competition often viewed as the Olympics of amateur radio, has declared the United Kingdom the winner in the selection process to host the site for the next international contest. The English counties of Norfolk, Cambridgeshire and Suffolk, all in East Anglia, were selected by the sanctioning committee to serve as home to the 50 operating locations for the competing two-person teams. In an interview with ICQ podcast presenter stroke technical editor Martin Butler, M1MRB, WRTC President Mark Haynes, M0DXR, said organisers are going to rely heavily on amateur volunteers throughout the UK to provide technical help and support during setup and operation. Meanwhile, as WRTC 2022 concluded, the top three winning pairs, among the other victorious operators, were identified as UW7LL and VE3DZ for the first place, DJ5MW and DL1IAO second place, and 9A7DX-9A3LG third. For a full list of winners and their scores, visit the WRTC 2022 website at wrtcfigures2022.it. Newsline would also like to congratulate our colleagues at the ICQ podcast, which has been chosen as a media partner, providing updates as the organising process goes forward. The announcement was made by the podcast website on the 10th of July by its founding editor, Colin Butler, M6BOY. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. According to a new study, those tiny low-Earth orbit satellites may be delivering something unwanted and much less attractive than broadband internet access. Jim Meachins at L2BHF has the details. Large satellite constellations that provide detailed Earth imagery, as well as broadband internet access to some regions, have been shown to emit unintended electromagnetic radiation that may prove a challenge to radio astronomers' research. Scientists at the Max Planck Institute for Radio Astronomy in Germany report that interfering signals appear to come from the electronics on board a number of SpaceX satellites. Writing in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics, the researchers said they made the discovery using the facility's low-frequency array telescope. 
They drew their conclusions after observing 68 of the satellites in low Earth orbit. The report's lead author, Frederico Di Verno, said, quote, This study represents the latest effort to better understand satellite constellations' impact on radio astronomy. End quote. The scientists said that the most recent observations confirm there is a measurable existence of the radiation. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. The DX community is grieving the loss of an influential amateur who helped organize and promote de-expeditions in the polar regions. We hear more about him from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. George Georgiani Cleance, Uniform Yankee 5 X-Ray Echo, was a friend and an advocate to many. A number of reports say that George recently became a silent key. He has clearly left his mark in 1993 while attending the IOTA convention in Spain. George encouraged the creation of what became the Russian Robinson Club, a group of adventurous amateurs who would come to operate out of particularly challenging locales in the polar regions. He later became QSL manager for many of the Russian expeditions in both the Antarctic and the Arctic. He had also served as the president of the UDXC and vice president of the Robinson Club. One of his de-expeditions was EM20YU, in which he activated the Chernobyl Exclusion Zone in 2006 with Boris, UT7UT. UY5XE was licensed in 1966, was an active ham whose contesting activity had won him many awards and plaques. He was also a published author and had been a correspondent for a number of amateur radio magazines, including Radio and Radio Mir, both in Moscow and Radio Hobby in Kiev. George was but 75. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. July is Scouting Jamboree Month, and this year it's for girls as well as boys in the American section of the Worldwide Scouting Organization. Bill Stearns, NE4RD, has that story for us. National Jamboree is the largest outdoor educational event organized by the Boy Scouts of America. Held every four years, the Jamboree offers a program of educational and training events, high adventure activities, tests of strength and endurance, entertainment, and camaraderie with fellow scouts from around the nation. 2023 will be the first national jamboree to include Scouts BSA female participants. The Boy Scout program was renamed Scouts BSA when the female participants were welcomed in 2019. The K2BSA Amateur Radio Association will be active from the National Jamboree July 19th through the 28th. They will have a demonstration station where scouts can get on the air, and Radio Mare badge classes throughout the event. The operation was funded by a grant from the ARDC and powered by ICOM America Transceivers. You can participate in this event by being the amateur on the other end of the call. Help scouts earn their contact cards and complete requirements for their merit badge. K2BSA will be active minimally from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on 40 meters through 10 meters as conditions permit, on D-Star, on Reflector 33 Alpha, and on Echolink on star, J-O-T-A-365 star. For Amateur Radio Newsline and the K2BSA Amateur Radio Association, this is Bill Stearns, NE4RD. From British Columbia in the west to Prince Edward Island in the east, this could well be the biggest retirement party ever, thanks to a dedicated group of amateur radio and aviation enthusiasts. Cell MB, KB3TZD, tells us how to join the festivities. It's likely that not many people know and love the RCAF CC-115 Buffalo aircraft as much as Phil Tanner, VA-7XOZ. 
an Air Force aircraft technician familiar with the inner workings of the search and rescue planes. Phil has joined a handful of other amateurs to prepare a weekend of special CUSOs based in four different provinces to mark the plane's retirement. The event is being called Buffaloes on the Air. On July 22nd, you can find Phil calling QRZ on the amateur bands as VC7BUFF457 at Comox Heritage Park in British Columbia. Like the other three operators, Phil will be inside one of the planes, using its antenna and an amateur radio transceiver. Calvin Winter, VE4AJ, will operate as VC4BUFF462 from the Royal Aviation Museum of Western Canada in Manitoba. Dave Ackerman, VE3UGT Slant VE3OX, will sign as VC3BUFF456 at the National Air Force Museum of Canada in Ontario. And Doug Silliker, VY2DS, will use call sign VY2BUFF451 from Summerside Air Force Heritage Park on Prince Edward Island. The hams will be operating CW, SSB, and FT8, most likely between 10 meters and 40 meters. The hams will also try for a coast-to-coast 2-meter net between the four aircraft on July 22nd. Buffaloes on the Air is also welcoming spectators who live locally to attend the events at each of the activation sites. The rest of the world is invited to make contact with the stations, and those who have a CUSO with more than one of the operators can request a certificate from Doug. You can find additional details on the Facebook page for Buffaloes on the Air. This is Selembi, KB3TZD. Scottish adventurer Cam Cameron is home safe. You may recall he was joined initially, and briefly, by two amateur radio operators on Rockall in the North Atlantic during his attempt to break the 45-day record for a stay there set in 2014. His other goal was to raise money for charity. Cam's challenge came to an end in late June after 32 days after he was successfully rescued by the Coast Guard and search and rescue personnel. He wrote on the expedition website that he was, quote, in pain, exhausted, and hypothermic, unquote. However, he did meet his other goal and was grateful to have helped a number of charitable causes. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the VK8MA repeater in Australia's Northern Territory, on Sundays at 7 p.m. local time. In the Czech Republic, some of the youngest of the young are getting a chance to be involved in an amateur radio camp later this year. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us that report. The campers may be as young as 10 and no older than 15, but they'll be benefiting from a lifetime of radio experience from those who guide them in learning radio operating skills and getting on the air. This is the Kota sub-regional camp at Castle Truanoff outside Prague and it will take place from the 15th to the 17th of September. COTA stands for Kids on the Air, and the goal is to serve this very young age group as part of a pilot project. The weekend is being organised by the Czech Radio Club with assistance from the IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group. The future of such a programme is on the agenda for discussion at the IARU Region 1 General Conference taking place in November in Serbia. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. 
Meanwhile, camp is getting underway in Canada for youngsters who are from North, Central, and South America. They have a full agenda, as we hear from Patrick Clark, K8TAC. Young amateurs in the Americas are getting ready for an out-of-this-world experience at the Youth on the Air Camp in Ontario, Canada between July 16th and the 21st. The campers have scheduled a contact with the International Space Station on Tuesday, July 18th. Meanwhile, they also get to experience the thrill of being chased by callsign hunters by activating VE3YOTA. They go on the air starting Sunday, July 16th and don't go QRT until Friday, July 21st. There's also a satellite station for them to operate and they'll be on the air to experience to contact with the birds on Wednesday, July the 19th. Parks on the Air activity is expected to play a big role for the kids too. 15 QRP stations will be on the air Tuesday, July 18th from 1900 UTC to 2100 UTC and Thursday, July 20th from 1300 UTC to 1600 UTC. They will activate a two-for-one photo location, the Central Experimental Farm National Historic Site, VE-5095, and the Rydow Canal National Historic Site, VE-4882. Don't forget to catch the opening day ceremonies via their web stream on Sunday, July 16th at 2100 UTC, featuring keynote speaker Phil McBride, VA3QR, president of the Radio Amateurs of Canada. Further details about these activities can be found at youthontheair.org. That's youthontheair, one word, .org. This is Patrick Clark, K8TAC. In the world of DX, listen for Morrow, IW2KVT, operating holiday style as IH9 slash IW2KVT from Pantaeria Island. IOTA number AF-018 until the 14th of July. He is using single sideband on the HF bands and 6 meters. A team of hams will be operating as IP1X from Guyanera Island, IOTA number EU-083 on the 29th and 30th of July. Listen for them using CW and single sideband on 80 through 10 meters. They will also participate in the IOTA contest. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Special event station CR6J is on the air from the 17th through the 23rd of July for the 31st International Motorcycle Rally in Faro, Portugal. Listen on 80 through 6 meters for operators using CW, single sideband, and digital modes. QSL via CT1 EHX. Listen for Dirk, DL1KVN, operating holiday style is F slash DL1KVN/P from Noir Moutier Island, IOTA number EU064, from the 15th through the 28th of July. Dirk will be using CW and single sideband on 40 through 10 meters. CQRZ.com for QSL details. Do you believe in unidentified flying objects? Well, whether you do or you don't, as long as you believe in amateur radio, you'll be interested in our final story this week, which comes to us from Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. It's no secret that Pete Goldan, KD0SQJ, and his fellow club members in the Midwest have been seeing flying saucers for quite some time. The flying disks hover with great tenacity on the landing page of the website for N0FOO, which identifies the Minnesota group by its formal club name, hams of insignificant value. Ah, but the amateur's true worth is actually as great as the universe itself. And thanks to these hams, visitors in a nearby Wisconsin village are about to have a close encounter of the radio kind. The village of Elmwood considers itself the UFO capital of the state, based on residents' claims of having had so many sightings over the years. It is, therefore, not insignificant that for the first time in the festival's 44-year history, 
There will be sightings of amateur radio operators calling QRZ on the HF bands. They bring a message of peace. Take me to your feed line. The club will have operators on the air with the club call sign N0FOO from July 28th to the 30th. Let's face it, having amateur radio operators at a UFO festival is proof that there is indeed intelligent life on this planet. Be listening from anywhere on Earth or even beyond. This is Kent Peterson, KC0 DGY. What's the one ham radio competition you can enter without turning your rig on? The Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. In the spirit of fun and perhaps a little bit of literary adventure, we've been inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find a submission form. Use it to send your most poetic offering. To qualify, you need to follow traditional haiku form. The first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the finishing third line has another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. Our team will pick the best submission that follows the 575-syllable rule and represents the love of amateur radio. Your prize? Well, for now bragging rights and a featured spot for your haiku on the amateur radio newsline website we may have a surprise for you at the end of the year however so visit our website at arnewsline.org and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think newsline would be interested in now we're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation but something that's out of the ordinary if so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it is newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, the ARRL, the BBC, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, 425DX News, IARU Region 1, ICQ Podcast, Pete Goldown, KD0SQJ, Philip Tanner, VA7X. OZ, fizz.org, qrz.com, rockallexped.com, shortwaveradio.de, ui5xe homepage, Wireless Institute of Australia, Worldwide Antarctic Program, Youth on the Air, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscasts, please leave a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.